But once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. Welcome back to 88.3 WHDs after further review. Back here with Dave with the Man of God Harris and uh, talk a little bit of college basketball. And uh, do we know who the best team is in, in college basketball? Or does anybody really care? Because you can't really follow players because they're always usually one and done. Super, usually the stars. You know, college basketball, I like to tune in and watch once in a while. I love Big East action on Fox Sports, by the way. That's, that's really cool. Um, and they do Big Ten as well. But to me, I don't. It's not like it used to be. Obviously, it's not like college football where a person can build a fan base over three years because obviously you can't leave till after your junior year or three years after your class to get in the NFL draft. Uh, but other than that, I still think it's pretty decent basketball. But I couldn't really tell you who the best team in college basketball is. I just sit there and watch and uh, go for the ride. David, what say ye? Yeah, and I would wholeheartedly agree. And I would even say who the best team, it seems like, we're trying to figure out who the good teams are, and even that's like a conversation that's easier to answer on paper than it actually is kind of with solidified facts. And so, because we have these rankings, usually at this time of the year, we have a good idea of, okay, the top five have been the top five for at least since, you know, maybe early January, early to mid-January, kind of at the onset of conference play and we kind of see okay these teams have separated themselves from the pack as that core group that we can say when when we look at them okay you're a final four team you're an elite a team like without any hesitation without any kind of questions about it and this year there are a couple of teams like that where I can look at a Purdue and say, yeah, they're probably an Elite 18. I can look at, um, I can look at a Houston and say, yeah, they're probably an Elite 18. Whereas seasons past, we would say, okay, this team is definitely going to be an Elite 8. This team, we can pencil them into our Final Four regardless of what region they're in. Mm-hmm. And this year, because all the number one teams just can't stay number one teams because they lose, those the traditional blue bloods are having on the whole outside of Kansas kind of having this resurgence rough years um, yeah so like at the top of men's college basketball who is actually good like who can we say with any kind of definitive proof yes I can pencil them in for March Madness Whereas, like you said, seasons previously, we can look at kind of the traditional blue bloods. We can look at a Kansas and say, oh, yeah, they're they're riding high at the right time. I can trust them. We can look at a, a team like Gonzaga and say, 
they're riding high. They beat, you know, they won in their most important game of the regular season um, against St. Mary's, which they didn't do this year, so they kind of fallen off. Last week, watching Kentucky, Tennessee, I wanted to go pay someone a thousand dollars cash for just making two free throws <laughs> at the free throw line because it was it was that like free throw shooting was that awful. Like, like, do we know? Like, and I understand sometimes people say parity is good for college basketball because it's kind of the magic of the tournament, the teams getting caught at the end. But we still want to see, like, decent basketball. And if everyone's just cannibalizing themselves, are we going to get to the end of the season, get to the Final Four and say, eh, I, I guess these are the four best teams? Or are we going to get there and be like, I don't want to watch this because... Like, the basketball's good, and it'd be good for the gamblers, but is this good basketball? Because we know that any team can beat any other team on any given day. Maybe. But, like, I I, I want to know that if a certain team... Yeah, I, I just want to... I want there to be a little bit less parity this basketball season. Why? And because it just seems like no one wants to really take that leap and say, we're the best team in the country. Like even Purdue, which has been ranked at number one for a good chunk of it. No one really trusts Purdue come tournament time, do we? Mm -hmm. Like we can fully see them. First of all, we can see them losing in the Big Ten tournament to Rutgers. And everyone's just going to be like, yeah, that's Big Ten basketball. Mm-hmm. Like, we can see them losing to Indiana. And everyone's just like, yeah, that makes sense. But, like, like just kind of taking it them. Thinking about Alabama. Like, do we do we think of them as the number one team in the country? Um, do we think of Houston up there at that top echelon? Even upstarts like Miami. Like, yes, they're, you know blowing teams out of the water with their dynamic playmaking ability thus far. But come tournament time, do we trust them to be in the Elite Eight? I don't know. I mean, the best team in the ACC isn't even ranked, which is ridiculous. And that's Pitt. And no one thinks that they're going to make a deep run, even though they're top, what a lot of people think is still the best college basketball conference in men's basketball. Like, Virginia's kind of up. Like, there's so much parity that while it's good that we're going to potentially see a lot of upsets, like, this year, literally, we could see the 12 being the 5, the 11 being the, you know, the 11 being the But don't the you want that, though? Like, I mean, it's been parity for a long time because, for one, back in the day, the, the five-star recruits, four-star recruits stayed in school. And usually they stayed at least two years or more. When you start collecting all the talent, it becomes top-heavy. But now with basically, I think I think basketball, the sport of basketball has grown tremendously. There's a little bit more talented players. Obviously, when you listen to Darren Cohn, the number of Division One schools has expanded ever since he started coaching in about 20-some years ago. But... I think part of it is because usually a lot of these players that are really standouts don't stay very long. They stay a year and they're out of there. They're trying to go pro or whatever it may be, not to mention the the transfer portal. So in a sense, 
it's good to see that, and I think people like this, that teams have a chance of winning a championship. Now, do people overall want to see that? Probably not. People want to see the Blue Bloods. It tells you in the television ratings. When the Blue Bloods are in the Final Four, ratings are up. It's something that people have heard of and can relate to. When you're getting somebody like, you know, George Mason in there or some other notable small, you know, Loyola, Chicago, it's a cool story. But at the end of the day, people want the Blue Bloods in there. But the Blue Bloods right now aren't really keeping or getting the Blue Blood talent. And I think that's where the parody is coming from. You know, you, you, you those teams could stack a couple classes. Now you get it where you get a couple blue chippers one year, those blue chippers are probably not going to stay around and play with another group of blue chippers. You see what I'm saying? Like, as the years went on, every class, you could look down, you have a couple seniors here, you got juniors, sophomores, freshmen. Out of all those classes, they're all blue chip recruits. I mean, nowadays, how many teams actually have seniors on the team? I mean, in the Power 5 level, not many. And if they are, they're just really role players. Where back in the day... Look at Grand Hill. He stayed all four years. You know, they built around him, but, you know, there was still more talent coming up behind him as well. And he played with them. I like the parody, to be honest with you. I like it that it's competitive like that. That's just me. Like, like I like I like competition. And I, like, I don't want to see Blue Bloods. I don't want to see Duke and Kentucky every year and then College Basketball National Championship. Like, after a while, that gets boring. I don't want to see Carolina every year. But at the same time, I don't want to see Texas Tech versus Virginia again in the National Championship game. Like, like I, I don't want to see kind of a Butler-Duke. Like, like I know. That was a great game, actually. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the better National Championship games that, that we've had in the past two decades. Because, you know, the storylines and... Because you have the story... You have the story and you had the blue blood, which I think worked well. And then, you know, what happened to both of those teams is kind of all the NBA talent. But yeah, like I want to see stories as well. I like the Cinderella stories, but also if the blue blood just keep beating each other, and there are no blue bloods at the end, or you get a blue blood there, like just because it just came up on TV just now as I'm watching the, you know. Or even kind of think of the game that's on right that's showing highlights mm-hmm. again, kind of live TV at its brilliance, like Seen Hall versus Duke back in '92, like like those kind of things. Like I like I like seeing those. Mm-hmm. I like seeing um, even before they had that highlight come up, like a team like Arizona, a traditional blue blood. But do I think that they're an elite A team? Maybe, whereas in years previous, I would say yes. I think Arizona, boom, you can pencil them in because they have the talent. Mm-hmm. But this year, Arizona could lose in the round of 32 and no one would bat an eye just because this year has just been so crazy with the amount of kind of teams beating each other just in unexpected ways. Mm-hmm. So... Like, I like the parody. I just, I as I'm thinking about it, because I compare it with the women's game. Like, we know South Carolina and Don Staley is going to be a national championship game. Like, they are the clear-cut best team in women's college basketball. 
hands down. Mm-hmm. And then you have the pack underneath them that are vying to see who's going to play them in the national championship game. Like, like I want that, but in the men's side. Right. But there is no consensus, number one. It's, yeah, we got a kind of a group here, but no one really kind of trusts anyone in that group. Like, and then they just kind of, yeah, like cannibalize each other, and it doesn't make sense. I like so it. I, I, don't, up- I don't like the, the, the women, the college women's game. I, I like Houston. I like Alabama, Kansas, UCLA. I watched UCLA the other night. They're pretty good. Uh, Purdue, I, I like this because look at it, the top 10 is great basketball. Marquette had a really good game the other night as well with Shaka, Smart, Texas. Area. I mean, come on, David, how can you not like this? I mean, look at this. Top out of the top 15 schools, heck, top 20. This is good basketball. Top 25, all these teams are watchable. Texas A&M, TCU, Iowa State, San Diego State, Northwestern, Providence, you know, with Ed Cooley, woo, Creighton with um, McDermott, uh, UConn, obviously Danny Hurley, Indiana, Mike Woodson, Xavier, Sean Miller comes back. How can you not like this, David? Why would you want it to be so top-heavy and then everybody else you don't want to give a damn about? I don't want it to be like like top eight, top heavy. I think I think it's because we're so close to Selection Sunday, and like I want to know who the best teams are. Well, so that I can kind of be able to determine the best that teams are Houston to. and Alabama. What, what, how hard is that in Kansas? And you, the top four teams, really, to be honest with you, Virginia is not bad. I haven't really seen much of Arizona, Texas. They've done a pretty good job since Beard is gone. But I'll tell you right now, the top, the, the, the polls are pretty right. The top five teams in the country are really dead on. Houston, Alabama, Kansas, UCLA, and Purdue. I would say I would knock out Purdue, and I would say one, two, three, and four are a cut above everybody else in this top 25. Just They're head and shoulders above them. Purdue, some nights could be close but they've had some also a lot of close games in the Big Ten um, but yeah I mean I don't I don't understand where you're coming from on this one I think this is great basketball to me well no the point that you just made kind of like that's what I want like I want there to be a clear cut at the top and then kind of a group underneath that are vying for that battle like I would like to that point I, I think that is I, I think the top four then when you go through five through ten possibly 11 at least, those are teams that if they get hot during the tournament could sneak in to a Final Four or at least an Elite Eight. I mean, this is from top to bottom. I mean, Providence, if they get a a, a, a nice little bracket and, and, and get some good matchups, they could get possibly to the Final Four. Indiana's been looking good. UConn started off hot, then fell off, then got back hot again. And I don't really watch college basketball like that, but I know that. I, I mean, I, I don't. I don't understand where you're, you're kind of coming from. I'm trying to see where you're coming from, but I, I like this at least. I, I, women's basketball. I think if you want more popularity, you got to have more teams in the pot that are competitive. Just like the years with UConn, I always thought UConn was a great fit for women's basketball as far as trying to develop a dynasty. But people didn't really want to watch because it was, well, we know UConn's going to win it. So what's the point of me watching the even in the Final Four, the Final Four semi? 
You're going to go in here. You're going to smack up some team. And then you can get to the final four and win. Nobody wants to watch that, David. You know, you, you, you got to have at least some competitive games in there. Yeah. I mean, I, I would agree with that. I, I want some competition, but I also want to be able to, when I'm watching a game, know, like, the prime example. When Tennessee goes to Lexington, Kentucky last Saturday as, you know, top you know, top five ranked team in the country against the Kentucky team that's having a down year. Like, I expect Tennessee to go in there and handle business. Now, granted, if you can't make your free throws, it's a whole different story, but. No. I mean, they're, they're, yeah. Kentucky's having a down year considered their standards. Usually, Kentucky's trying yeah. to have the standards of the top three. But just because Tennessee is one of the top teams and they're going over to Rupp Arena. That's asinine to think that they're going to go in there and handle their business. Everybody knows, no matter where Kentucky is ranked, it's going to be tough to play them at Rupp Arena and and in an in conference game. So that, that's kind of shame on you for thinking that. Well, I just—I mean, I expected Tennessee to win. Wow, well, well, even no, even if it was no. gonna, it's going to be a competitive game, and you you need to go in there and, and play your A game because Kentucky ain't going to give you nothing, especially with John Calipari on the sidelines. Yeah, but kind of that speaks to that kind of competition. I like it's. I agree. Expect it to be competitive. You know, duke it out, and then you know the better team ekes it out at the end. Mm-hmm. Granted, Kentucky was that better team on that day. But yeah, just kind of thinking traditional blue bloods like Duke and North Carolina having down years compared to their standards. Mm-hmm. Kind of Duke with you know new era after Coach K, kind of all that, and even North Carolina just. You know, they were a Final Four team last year. Mm-hmm. But, like, like traditional down years, but, like, expecting them kind of late season, kind of make a deep run. Like, would anyone be surprised if North Carolina made a deep run in this tournament? Would it be surprised if Kentucky did it this year? It could be. You know, if, if they were getting, you know, in that, I don't know where Kentucky would be ranked, you know, 6 7 seed. Maybe maybe eight, depending on what they do conference tournament. But yeah, I just like to see kind of a group, like be able to see and recognize a group of teams that have legitimate national contender, national championship expectations and can actually get it done. Right. That that's kind of where I'm coming from. Whereas, like, I know who the, that is on the women's side. I don't know who that is on the men. Mm, okay. And because I don't know who that is on the men's side, it yes, it helps and it's great for the game overall, the men's game this season. But then it's like if you don't know, then come you know selection Sunday, who can you really say is a definitive, you know, elite eight final four team? I'm not really thinking about that. I, I just like I said, I play one day at a time. We'll wrap this up because I know you want to get to MLS and we only got about. 10 minutes left in the show. Yeah, Selection Sunday is coming up quick. I fully expect Purdue to get knocked out as the number one overall, as the number one seed. Just just because, yeah, like you said, I don't trust Purdue. I don't really trust any of the teams at the top, maybe other than Kansas, but, you know, they're probably going to have some kind of violation in a couple of years anyways. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably vacate this and then, yeah. Maybe, who knows? Maybe. Maybe UCLA will be in the Final Four again. Mm-hmm. It could be. Uh, they look pretty good. Uh, I'll tell you that. 
Well, David, we're going to get into this MLS stuff, but we'll take a quick commercial break. Listen to the 88.3 WGTs after further review. As I said before, any type of segments, WGTs after further review with a picture of Frank Vashon and the horse's head on iTunes and on SoundCloud. Top of the hour, as we mentioned before, senior senior afternoon. I don't want to say senior night. Senior afternoon for Rocket Men's Basketball, WHUT Sports. We'll have it at the top of the hour. We're getting our final segment. Like a little bit of MLS. What you what you got stirring up there, uh, uh, David? The, the MLS season is starting, and the big corporation sponsors killing the game as we know it. Mm, okay. All right. Cool. We'll take a quick commercial, but we'll be back after this.